Welcome to Making Sense of Mindfulness with Keith McPherson and your co-host, Krista Hope. Hello and welcome to Making Sense of Mindfulness with Keith McPherson and myself, Krista Hope. I'm so excited to be back with you this week. I, um, although I got to hear last week's show and what a treat that was to have... Um, um, uh, Keith, what, what, what was your, your sister, Bonnie. ginger sister? Yeah. Ginger sister. Yeah. We're both gingers. Ginger B. Ginger yeah. Bonnie. Ginger That's Bonnie. Right. Well, what a treat she was. So that, that was a fantastic treat. I'm going to give you guys the call in number in case anyone wants to call in. Great opportunity to have some coaching with Keith and bring all things mindfulness. Um, the guest call in number is 914 914- Three three eight zero nine zero five. We'd love to hear from you, Keith. How's your week in Winnipeg going this week? It's a pretty exciting week for you there, isn't it? It has been, Krista. It's uh, wow. It's been a really full week. I feel like um, it's in the uh, the cosmos. All of us seem to be so full on right now. I've, everyone I talk to is so busy, and good things are happening. And spring awakening you know it feels like there's just been a huge opening in this vortex and um it's such a mix of like new opportunity and creativity and innovation mixed in with whoa what a serious download i have so much to do i'm so overwhelmed i can't keep up with my checklists so it's um it's been a very good week a lot of energy really good energy happening um just before the call i was telling krista that i uh my wife and i just bought a house so we are literally in the process of packing up where we've been living or where I've been living for the last 12 years, and we're moving into a new place. So it's quite a time of transition for me this week, but high energy, uh, so much exciting uh, news to report. Um, it was amazing last week. I got a, a knock at the door and opened it up, and it was the Pure Later Courier, and he delivered me the first 10 copies of uh, my new book, the physical copies of the book, Making Sense of Mindfulness, and it was quite an incredible day as well. I, I actually got emotional when I opened up the box, and there mm-hmm. was this work that I'd been writing over the last five years in full physical form. So it was, uh, it's just been a really great week. Absolutely. How I can't imagine the feeling, the the completion and the reality of holding that book in your hands, Keith. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I um it was interesting when I first got the book, I I opened it up and it didn't even feel like it was uh my writing. Like it was interesting. I opened it up mm-hmm. and the first few things I saw I was like, did I actually write this? Like it it doesn't even feel like me anymore because it was it was a real channeled book. Um I right. mentioned this a while ago, but this book was actually written by hand uh every morning for Gosh, over the last five years, I would do a meditation practice and then open up my scribbler and literally just write down the words that would come through. And so it was interesting to open up this book in the the print version and just start reading it and going, wow, like this really did feel channeled to me. And uh, yeah, it's just a really exciting time. Yeah. So did you read the whole book again? I haven't read the whole book, but um, I just picked it up here. I, there's a, a section that I would love to share right now if you'd be up for that. It's, uh, I would love that. I'm just trying to flip 
flip to the page here, I, there's um, one of the principles of making sense of mindfulness. There's, there's five in the book, and one of my favorite principles is the fifth one, and it's called um, the I am principle. And the words I am are just some seriously powerful words. If you think about it, we're using these words all day long in our thinking and also in all the words we say. We Almost every second sentence is I am, whether it's uh, I'm going to eat or I'm having a good time or I'm having such a hard time. The words I am are so powerful because they're, they're neutral, really. They're, they're a statement of the present moment, I am. There's no arguing that you are. And everything in the variations of that are also very much just power statements of, you know, the fan is, the light is, the fridge is. But how we fill in the blank at the end of that sentence, I am, is either going to build us up or beat us up. And it's just mm-hmm. so interesting to start monitoring our thinking as we go through the day as a, as a practice of mindfulness, really going, you know, I am loving life or I am not wanting to be here right now. And <laughs> both are going to produce completely different results. So I was, um, I was reminded of it as I started reading the, the fifth principle in this book. And it was interesting that the piece I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read to you here uh, was inspired. I was sitting at my friend Mark's cabin in Ontario. I think we've done a show from there once. And his daughter called him, and his daughter was feeling really off. She was having a hard day, and I guess she was feeling overweight and not good enough. And I could kind of overhear her on the – they were doing a FaceTime call. She was just saying, oh, I feel so ugly. Actually, I am ugly. I'm not good enough. I'm overweight. And – after they got off the phone, I just, I don't know, my heart sank just knowing that this young, beautiful woman had such a completely different perspective of herself. And I went to um, another part of the cabin and, and I wrote the I am version of her a letter. And so I want to share this letter with you and with all the listeners tonight. And it's, um, it's for all of us. I am is really a, you know, it's, 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 everybody it's everything it's all encompassing so i wrote to her i am i guess the part of her i said i dear i am you are the brightest of stars shining in the moonlit sky you are the most elegant and charming being i have ever seen you are so worthy of love and affection nothing is wrong with you there has never been anything wrong with you perhaps you have had misalignments and learning experiences along the way But all in all, you are a beautiful miracle on this planet. Do not dim your light. Shine brightly. Be proud and true, for you are one of a kind with no one quite like you. I urge you, do not give your power away to the naysayers and the circus crowd, but instead stand proudly. You are lovable and worthy. You are enough. You are a unique expression of the divine oneness unfolding on this earth. I see you, and I recognize that you are a beautiful being of love. Flipping the page. May you continue to shine infinitely bright, and may you continue to expand into the beautiful, magnificent expression that you are. Love, I am. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. That's um, a little letter to... Uh, that, that's actually in the book, Keith? 
Yeah, I was just reading right out of my advanced copy here that I'm holding in my oh, hand. Beautiful. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting. I was just at some um, hockey provincials with my daughter and um, around a lot of 12- and 13-year-old girls for five days. And <laughs> it should be required reading for all these, and truthfully, the moms and anybody. Um, it's something that I don't know where that comes from within us, but we lose sight of that we are all beautiful, perfectly created human beings. And that's that letter is just beautiful, Keith. Oh, thank you. Well, I, it came to me this week as I was sitting in a morning meditation, and it just it dawned on me, um, fear is the leading cause of death in the world. And when mm-hmm. I think about it, all forms of fear, whether it's self-negative talk or the worry mm-hmm. about not being good enough or not having enough money or not knowing what to do with mm-hmm. your life or worrying about how people are going to think of you. It's the, it's the leading cause of death. When we, when we move into fear mode and we beat ourselves up in all these different ways, we, we literally, on, it, it affects our physical body and everything yeah. just compresses. Everything compresses. And, and when the physical body gets compressed, we move into disease. And when that just continues, if we don't shift our thinking and shift our mentality and move into a state of love and acceptance, we, we can literally wipe ourselves off the planet. So it's, um, yeah, it's, I think it's really, really important for all of us, myself included, to remember that we are really enough and life loves us. Life is supporting us and that in itself is, is really enough. Yeah. Absolutely. It's interesting, Keith, because um, we have a few pre-emails from, from people, and uh, a lot of these themes are in this, the questions from, from listeners. So, you know, th- th- um, it's great because I think we'll get an opportunity for you to address some of these things with, with, um, with our callers and our listeners. So I look forward to that. So are you, do you want to actually dive into one of those right now, Keith? I would love, I'll, just before we do, I, I was just wanted yeah. to share one more story that happened this week. Um, yeah. Because this was, this was so cool. But uh, another piece about this book, um, I'm not going to find the actual section right now, but I was, t- I was speaking in the book about um, the connection to what I call our highest self. It's the, the part of us that is connected to everything. It's our creativity. Mm-hmm. It's the part of us where all the ideas come in and there's no separation there. And I was writing about that in the book. And in the book, I tell the story about uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer, who is one of my absolute heroes. I, in fact, dedicated our radio show last week to to Wayne. And uh, Wayne passed away a few years ago. And he happened to live in Maui, Hawaii, which is a place that I absolutely love and with all my heart. And I'd gone there and studied with Wayne when he was alive a number of times. So I found myself back in Maui, Hawaii, and um, Wayne had passed away, and I, I went for this kind of adventure on the island and ended up on the west side of Maui, where Wayne actually lived around. And there was part of me that just really wanted to connect with him, even though he wasn't in the physical form any, anymore. I really wanted to just sense his his essence, so to speak. And so I, I walked down this path. I pulled my car over and just took this hike down this path and found myself at this incredible, um, they call them blowholes. I don't know if you're familiar, but it's the ocean basically hits the 
shore and there's sort of this under um, rock cave where the water kind of goes in and then all of a sudden the water shoots up through this kind of natural formation of a, a hole and it, it looks like almost the uh, the top of a whale uh, the water spouts out so I, I walked down to this blowhole and I sat there and I just started meditating like I just closed my eyes and I I wanted to connect to the energy of Wayne and Wayne Dyer and I just thought Wayne if you're around just give me a sign just let me know that uh, all this stuff that you taught and that I've been learning is is real and all of a sudden, as I opened my eyes, a huge gush of water just shot out of this blowhole. And I looked, and all of a sudden, before my very eyes, a rainbow started forming. It was the most incredible thing. And as the rainbow formed, it wasn't just like a, a little small rainbow. It was like this very huge rainbow um, around the blowhole. And it went from one end to the other completely. And just beyond it, uh, a whale breached. And it jumped out. And it was just like this moment of you couldn't replicate it. And for the next 15 minutes, um, these rainbows just kept appearing with every gush of water that came out, out of this blowhole. And it was just like completely obvious to me that that was a sign from Wayne. And uh, so I write about this in the book. And um, I, w- I found myself this week at a, a really good friend of mine who happens to be the, the lieutenant governor of Manitoba. For those of you listening in the States, she's um, the representative of the queen in, in the province of Manitoba where I live. And I went over to her place to, to drop off a copy of the book because she um, had read it and wrote an endorsement for it. And I wanted to give her a physical copy of the book. And I knocked on her door, and as I was waiting for her to come, um, I put the book down on the security guard's desk, and I couldn't believe it, but just streaming through the window was this incredible rainbow crystal that formed exactly on the book. And I looked down, and all of a sudden, I saw this rainbow, and I thought, Wayne, you're here again. Like, you're visiting me in the form of a rainbow. And all of a sudden, I mean, you might think, you know, some of you might be listening going, well, this is crazy. This guy's full of it, but I really believe in this stuff, and I believe that Wayne Dyer was just kind of blessing the book, so to speak, and going and smiling, just grinning down from her wherever he is, grinning. And um, so anyways, I had to share that story because it, it just really blew my mind and reminded me of all these tiny miracles that happen when we're present, you know? Absolutely. And you're present to seeing them. That That's a beautiful story, Keith. And I, I can't imagine that there's any coincidence there. That's just too perfect. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Love it. Um, let's, take, let's take an email from someone for sure. I know people yeah, do email yeah, during the week. So, yeah. I'm just going gonna, gonna to give people the number one more time in case you're wanting to call in. The number is 914-338-0905. And I think, I think where we, we should start. The, I, was, yeah. I think we have some of the shyest listeners because I, I look to see <laughs> how many people have listened. And Krista, we have over 500 people listening a week to this show. And so I know you're listening. Yeah. So feel free to call in because um, it actually benefits everyone when you call in and, and ask questions and we have a chat. So I just I want to reemphasize it. Call in. Yeah, well, well they're, they're at least bringing their emails, Keith. So. That's a, that's it's a start. True. And maybe you're just so great at channeling what's out in the ethers that that you're you're addressing it without them even calling in. But but I Yeah, we're solving all the problems. 
<laughs> I love it. Absolutely. It's possible. Um, okay, so Denise, Denise has a question here. Uh, I, how do yeah. I turn off the negative thoughts in my head? They are driving me insane and distracting me from focusing on what I really want. Oh, good question, Denise. This time of year with spring in the air and things changing, um, it can go either way. You know, what you think about is going to magnify. So if your thoughts are all focused on the negative, expect that that's what you're going to get. If you shift your thoughts to the positive, expect that's what you're going to get. How do you turn off the negative thoughts in your head that are driving you insane? Wow. Well, I think the first thing to do, honestly, is to pay attention. Um, a lot of times our, our negative thoughts are associated with um, stories of the past or thoughts about what's going to come, that we're in fear mode and we're worrying about it and we're going, this is oh so scary, I don't know how I'm going to handle this or so on. It, it means that you're not present. When you have negative thoughts going on in your head, you're not paying attention to the present moment. So, Denise, I'm going to give you an exercise to practice that can really help you um, come into the present moment. And, you know, I, I've heard the saying before, turn your, turn your mind off. But literally that would be like telling your heart to stop beating. So mm. I'm not going to suggest turn your mind off. I'm going to suggest refocus your mind on what it's thinking about. And one of the most simple and practical and powerful things you can do is literally in the moments where you catch yourself in that negative self-talk is to go, okay, pause. You just pause. And you give yourself permission to take a deep breath or two or three or five or as many as you need. But literally, you, you spill the breath in through your nose and you just ha breath out through the mouth or a nose if you prefer. And you just take a few deep breaths and you get really still. And I mean physically still, too, where you, you just notice your feet on the ground, you empty your hands from all distractions. You can close your eyes, and you just take a few breaths. You know, so often we feel like we have to get somewhere, and we've got to, we've got to do more. And we've, we're on the move, and we're on the go. But really, you have the right to pause in that moment and take a few breaths and get yourself back to connected to here now. And when you do that, I guarantee you that the thoughts in your mind are no longer going to be dominating. It's just this practice of coming back to the present moment and taking the breath, allowing all the negativity, all the noise, all the anxiety that might be building up to just literally drain out. Think about it. Every time you exhale, it's like your negative thoughts are just draining out through your breathing. It's just gone, clear. And when you breathe in, you're just breathing in this moment of new possibility, of positivity, you're breathing in just, I am well. You're breathing in, I am feeling good. I'm connected to now. This present moment, there is no negativity. It's a, it's a story. It's a mind story of the past or future. So I'd say that is the best remedy for, for turning off negative thoughts in your head. And notice they're going to want to creep back in right away if it's chronic. And when that happens, it's going to feel a little frantic at first, but you just keep pausing and breathing and resetting. You might have to do that every five minutes, honestly, in the beginning. is just come back to your breath. If you're really busy, if your life's super full with lots going on, um, it, you, you might still, maybe you're driving in your car, you still just come to focus on your breath. Just come back to the breath. It really is the best anchor to keep you present and 
keep realigning you. And eventually your, your mind is going to learn, oh, yeah, we don't have to entertain negative thoughts. Instead, we're going to replace those negative thoughts with something way more pleasurable called breathing. And breathing makes my whole body just feel so good and open up and things flow. So I hope that gives you a little inspiration, Denise. And I'm so grateful that you took the time to email into the show. So thank you. That's great, Keith. And there's just there's just no struggle when you do it that way, is there? There's just a complete surrender to what is. Yes. Yes. And I just find when you breathe, it's like there's no more worry. There's no more all yeah. the things that overwhelm you. I find sometimes when yeah. I wake up in the morning and I sit down and meditate, I've got this, you know, whole list of all the things that I gotta accomplish in the day ahead, and it's, oh, how am I going to get through it all? And then I go, oh, just breathe. And literally the breath resets it. It just brings you back to here now, and now is the moment of power. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, it really, it really is quite simple, though. We make it so complicated, don't we? Oh, we really do. We really do. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. easy to do when we're so busy. <laughs> Well, isn't that true? And it, so, you know, a couple weeks ago, remember when you um, you had been sick and we talked about that, um, I actually had used some of that, and I was just, when I was away, I had, had quite a bad flu. And I have to say, I, it's a big, big celebration for me because I tend to feel like I'm going to die when, and we, we joked about that, how you thought you were going to die. Um, but I... What I did, though, I I still didn't feel well, and that was the truth in the present moment. But I surrendered to it and, and didn't fight it like I normally do. And so normally it's such a miserable experience for me because I'm just trying to push it away and get away from it. And and I I still didn't feel good, but I at least allowed it to just be. And, and it was a right. much more pleasant experience than normal. So, so thank you for that, Keith. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so glad that you just allowed yourself, you gave yourself permission. I, I was just reminded as you're sharing that, Krista, how our body gives us so much information when we're paying attention and even when we're not. And getting sick, getting you know the flu, to me I've interpreted that as my body's way of saying, hey, pay attention, slow down, I need some process mm-hmm. time, you're going too fast. And the yeah. body demands it. Our bodies really know what we need. So I'm glad you yeah, took that yeah. time. And sounds like you're on the uh, on the recuperating end of that, that flu. I am, gratefully so. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, so good. I'm going to bring, a, there's a, another one here that I think also sort of fits in with, with what we've been talking about. Um, Char emailed in saying, do you have any advice on how to overcome the fears I have around money? I always feel like there will not be enough money to go around, yet I've always had enough, just barely, but enough. Oh, great question. That's um, wow, such a common one, and I, I hear this a lot in in my coaching sessions, one-on-one with people, too, the, the fear and worry that there's not going to be enough money or prosperity in our lives. Um, I have to be honest, too, I've I've had that fear in my life. I, I was raised in that way. I mean, my my grandma and my mom and so on, they they all were um, raised with that message. I think it goes back in my lineage, 
generations past and all said, oh, you're not going to have enough, so you better save what you can and all the fears around money. And I've really been working too, Char, on, on updating that, that fear so I can really relate to your question. Um, some advice on how to overcome the fear of money. I, I have to recommend a book to you, actually. There's um, a really amazing book by a woman named Florence Scovel Shin. Shin is spelled S-H-I-N-N. And uh, she wrote a book called The Magic Path of Intuition. This is an incredible book. I read it every single morning. Um, I've been reading it every single morning for the last three years. It's a very, very short book, um, but it has so much wisdom in it. It was written back, I think, in the 20s. And Louise Hay, who's one of my mentors and the founder of Hay House, actually was um, contacted by, I guess, somebody who had found the manuscript to this book, The Magic Path of Intuition. And they asked Louise if, if she'd be willing to publish it through Hay House. So this is kind of some of the lost writings of Florence Shin from the 20s. And I think this woman must have been amazing because this book has so much wisdom in it. It's just these amazing laws. And there's a, a chapter, Lesson 2, and I'm, I just, I'm pulling the book out right now because I have to read a couple of things to you, Charlotte, that might inspire you here. Um, there's a, there's a lesson, lesson number two in the book, and it says how to wind yourself up financially. And she talks about this idea that gratitude is the law of increase and complaint is the law of decrease. A lot of what we've been talking about tonight, in fact, but if you find yourself always complaining and there's not enough and fear-based, you're going to notice a decrease in your life, even on a financial level increase of money comes when we actually start moving into gratitude, when we start moving into expansion mode. Um, I do a lot of work these days with companies as a, as a coach, and one of the very common things I notice is from the top down, it's, been, it's so fear-based thinking. It's all about the bottom line. It's all about, oh, we're not going to have enough money, so we need to cut back. And as soon as we move into that state of there's not going to be enough, literally everything starts shutting down and um, it moves us into a fear-based mentality. We forget that the way to bring money into your life, literally the abundance of money, is to remember that everything is expanding and it's a real press for some of us or it's a real challenge for some of us to move into this kind of prosperity thinking. But, um, you know, this idea that your your money comes in big and happy surprising ways to you and, and affirming that. This book, there was a, a line specifically, I'm going to find it for you because it, it kind of changed my life around money. Oh yeah, it said this, it says, um, do not be afraid to make large demands on the bank of faith and trust, company of the universe, but you cannot attract more than you feel at home with. If you feel at home with millions, millions will feel at home with you. Um, I loved that because it really says a lot about where's your mind at? Oh, I don't know if I can, you know, and how are you when you receive money, Char? Um, do you cringe? Do you go, oh, you don't have to pay me that much? Or do you go, thank you, please, money is prospering me. How do you pay your bills? Do you pay your bills from a place of worry and fear and going, oh, it's so expensive, I don't know if I can afford this? Or do you pay the gas attendant or the hydro bill or, or so on? Do you pay it with gratitude going, thank goodness that I have this gas to get around in my life and gratitude, right? It's, um, there's so much to be said about this topic, but one more line that comes to me, and I pray this every morning, yeah, 
it's from the St. Francis prayer of Assisi. It says, um, it's in giving that we receive. And there's a constant cycle in the universe of giving and receiving. And just check in with yourself. Are you more of a giver or more of a receiver in that, in that cycle, in that flow? If you can get those two in balance, whereas money flows in, you also return it back out to the universe, knowing as you pay bills that more is going to come in. And there's just there's enough to go around, and it's this constant expansion and flow. And over time, we start realizing that, wow, like I don't even worry about money because money is literally just coming and going and expanding and looking after me, and I am safe. Um, I have one more little bit to share with you here. It's, again, Wayne Dyer, who keeps dropping into my life, especially tonight. Um, just after Wayne Dyer died, I heard a story from his daughter, and uh, Wayne who had written, I think, well over 40 books and a real motivator and positive thinker. He, um, he was a very generous man from what I understand. He used to just circulate money like crazy. And I heard this story I'm about to share with you, and it completely changed my view of money. Um, people used to send Wayne um, requests for money, you know, people that got word that he was a very generous guy. He used to send them requests for money, and... Um, he had a stack on his desk, apparently, of just requests and cards of, can you support this? Can you help me with this? And can you send money and write a check? And he had this amazing system in his life. On the other side of things, he had people that really supported the work he was doing and would tithe, would like literally write him a check and send it off to him just to prosper the good that he was doing. And it literally weekly, according to his daughter, he would receive a check from somebody that was supporting the work he did and then he'd take that check and he would pick up the card on his desk the top card of request and he'd go how much okay and he'd write a check and he'd send it off to that person and literally the next week more money would come in and then he'd write a check and send it off and it was like this little system he had going to make it to remind him and to make him realize that money is in a constant flow so i've actually created this system in my life where um I, get, I teach yoga classes quite often, and, and people pay me in change. And so I take this change, the toonies and loonies if you're from Canada, that's our dollars and our $2 coins, and I, I just leave them in my car. And a lot of times when I'm driving, you know, somebody will be on the side of the road asking for money, they'll knock on the window, and I just freely give it to them. I go, prosper you, and I give them a few dollars, and then it's amazing. The next week I go to yoga, and people pay in change again, and it's just this complete circulation. So if you can set up some systems in your life like this where you're focusing on uh, giving and then receiving with gratitude and giving with gratitude, you're going to find that your entire experience of money will shift. It really will. So a challenge to take away here uh, to overcome the fears around money, I would say for the following week, see if you can pay your bills with so much gratitude. Even say it out loud to the people that are providing services. Thank you. I'm, I'm so grateful that you're taking this money and you're expanding your business. I, I want to see you guys do amazing things in the world. Here you go. And when you receive money this week, when you get paid, be grateful. Be grateful. Go, yes, this is confirmation that money's flowing in and I will be taken care of. It's all in the mindset. It really is. So I really appreciate that question, Char, and just know that your life's going to be prosperous. It's just a matter of shifting your beliefs and your thinking to that place, and that's where it all begins, and then your actions, of course, too.
great question. That's great. Yeah, that is a great question. That's just such a that's such a big common question for so many of us. And um and I like how I right away you identified sometimes it's not even from us. It's something we 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 were taught. And so even recognizing that, Keith, is helpful. Sure. What's your perspective on money, Krista? Like anything to, to add on that piece? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, too, have had to do lots of work around money and abundance. And um, I have, I truthfully have quite um, an abundant life. My husband and I have been quite successful in business and, um, we have a lot of abundance, and receiving that has been has been a challenge for me. And and um, I guess sort of living, being okay with abundance, has been it's been some work to be to be present to that, and that that's a positive thing. I guess it seems maybe that sounds silly, but um, there was some there's been some guilt, I guess, that I've had to deal with and. In um, in some success that we've had, and that, um, but you know, in all the work that I've done, you're right. It all does come down to energy flow, and really, money is just energy, and um, and it's what what I'm doing with it in now that matters, and and it does give opportunity for more flow out and in. So. Um, you know, I have a pretty good perspective on it now, and and still have to watch myself and catch myself. And every, and and the more you build, and um, you know, you keep having to expand your abundance thinking and capacity. I, I do, anyways. Um, so I'm sure my work on that, truthfully, Keith, is never done. Uh, I don't think it'll ever be done. Um, yeah, yeah, ours, I love yeah. you're sharing that. Yeah. yeah. Do you um? How are you with paying bills these days? <laughs> Just, <laughs> um, I'm much better than I used to be. Um, that used to be a really stressful part of my, um, you know, because when uh, I remember when I first started out my my first business, and um, that was a, that was stressful. Just constantly worrying of having enough money to pay bills and things. Um, and now now it's a it's a pretty easy process but then but then it all it's kind of all the same but different at the same time because now my my awareness just has to keep expanding because you know bills there starts to be more bills because there's more responsibilities and um so everything is kind of the same in a way Keith but it just keeps expanding and pushing and growing and and um more opportunity to grow keeps showing up as I tackle one thing, another thing appears. Absolutely. Well, I'm just, I'm just asking the question. Well, I'm asking the question, yeah. too. I mean, as I go through, as I said earlier on in the, in the show, I, I'm just in the process of buying a new house, and it's a, an upgrade from where I've been living. And, you know, there's, I catch myself, there's these unconscious little beliefs that can weave in going, are you sure you should buy this house? And is anybody going to buy the house you're in now? And is it all going to work out? And, you know, I have to catch myself when I move into those, it starts as a real unconscious thought and feeling. And as soon as I notice it, it's like, no, stop it. This is not how I want it to be. I know this is all going to be taken care of. I trust in this present moment that all is well and things are going to prosper. And I am so grateful for 
this new house that I'm moving into and the money, the right amount of money will flow in to make this work because this is definitely the right thing. Like this is, it was just all perfectly aligned and the right people are going to move into this beautiful house that I've been in. And I just trust that all is going to be taken care of. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's interesting. As I say that, I, I can sense some listeners going, wow, this guy sounds so airy, like as if, come on, let's get to reality, buddy. You just believe everything's going to be taken care of. And I would say that's called your, that's your saboteur. That's your inner critic. That's exactly the part that cuts us off from this flow. You know, as soon as we get into that place of um, judgment or that place of analytical kind of um, pessimism, we cut off the flow. As soon as we move ourselves into a state of, yeah, openness, expansion, I am completely open to wonderful abundance to flow through me and to me and to all around me. I have to attest that is when things just happen and expand and who are you mm-hmm. not to have that? Um, you're here I, to, that's, I, a, I love that statement. <laughs> who are you not to have that? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, it's and it's exactly. interesting because I, I find when you're in the, you know, what I call the flow or when things come and, and open up and opportunities show up or um, things just sort of fall into place, it, it, to me that's that's often being in flow. And that's where, although uncomfortable, it just shows up and it's sort of like meant to be and you feel that. And although it's challenging, I find whenever I push myself through those, those instances to that next level, another level opens up. And, and every, you know, right from the bottom up it, where I am now and, and it continues constantly, it's, it's that. But you have to go through that uncomfortableness and trust that, it's showing up for a reason, and then when you follow it, you know, you get rewarded, I find. And it sort of sounds yeah. like that's what's happening with the house, because it happening that fast, it seems to be some flow. Yeah. Well, right now I can say I'm in a very giving time in my life. I mean, I'm giving money to the banks, I'm giving money to the real estate agent, <laughs> I'm giving money to the lawyers, to the city, to the tax people. And on top of that, I'm giving money to the publishers. Um, I'm giving mm-hmm. money to the marketers, to the online people that are helping me get this book out that I've been creating. It, it's a huge time of giving. And yeah. I, have, I have to remind myself, and I'm so grateful, Star, for your question. It's just a good reminder. I have to remember every time I pay a bill, no matter whether it's $5 or $15,000, it's got to <laughs> come from a place of expansion, from a place of this is going to prosper everybody. And when I do that, when I just, I want the best for my bank. I want the best for my banker and my real estate agent and the people that are making these books that have worked so hard to put the packaging together and the artwork. And I think of all these people that are providing such wonderful services in the world. And when I pay them with gratitude and with with that energy, and it's not just, I'm not just saying it, I feel it in my heart. It's like I'm so grateful for these people that are, are helping me expand the good. It, it just circles. It, it comes back because good attracts good, and it's just, it's, it's almost too good to be true is my saboteur statement, but it really is good. to It's so good to be true. That's what this is about. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that's, a great, that's a great lesson in mentality, Keith, the, the gratitude that you're having and just the word you're using of giving. 
um, you know, you're not making it a negative, you're making it a positive. And so many of us turn paying bills or, or whatnot into a negative experience, but you're turning it into something positive. And so, of course, it's just going to expand it and, and more will come. It's beautiful. I'm just, I'm, thank you. I'm just thinking about another piece of the book that's popping in my brain. I, I wrote a section in this book all about, um, <laughs> I just opened it up, it's called Let It Go, Let It Flow. And, um, <laughs> wow, it's just so interesting. I, I literally opened up the, the book just now that I'm holding uh, to this exact story. And oh I'm going to read it because it is totally all about this. Um, it's all around principle three, open your mind. The chapter is called Let It Go, Let It Flow. And I write, it was a Thursday evening, and I was having dinner with a good friend whom I hadn't seen in quite a long time. We sat at the dinner table sharing stories and catching up on each other's lives. And as we were talking, my friend announced that she soon will be moving from Winnipeg to New York City to pursue her dream of becoming a professional singer-songwriter. She explained that her dream had always been to play music professionally, and New York City kept coming up in her mind as the next place to truly work towards making her vision a reality. As she spoke about her dream, she also listed all the doubts and reservations she had about making this significant move. Her main concern was that she wouldn't have enough money to pay her bills in one of the most expensive cities in the world. As I listened to my friend's fears about money, a silent beckoning entered my awareness. It was a very quick intuition that floated across my mind. I had $100 bill. American dollar bill, I should have, a $100 American bill stored in my wallet that was left over from my most recent trip to the United States. I had kept the bill in my wallet for quite some time and hadn't really given it much thought until this moment. Sitting across from my friend, I felt this impulse within me to give her the $100 bill as a gift and symbol of abundance. I remember giving her this bill, I'm just going to paraphrase for time here, I remember giving her this bill and all of a sudden, I remember she just said, no, I can't do it. I, I can't take this. And I said, please, I insist, take this. It's going to expand the good. And um, long story short, she took the money. And a week later, I was back in the United States. I was scheduled to play um, music for a, a reception, a wedding reception. And, and I was there, and I was playing acoustically some songs. And in the middle of one of the songs I was playing, this man came up to me and put his hand down on the table beside where I was playing, lifted his hand up, and gave me a tip of a $100 U.S. American bill. And within a week, it just replenished itself. And I, it just was such a reminder. Yes, in giving, we receive, and money's in the flow. So that is crazy that I just opened up to that page. <laughs> Honestly, what timing. But um, That was meant to be told yeah. to us, Keith. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I, I I agree. Thank you, universe, for just directing it, it, that story. It's amazing. That's an inspiration. That's a really great reminder of of abundant thinking. I like. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Wow, we only have about a minute left on our show. All this talk about money just time seems to flow when we're talking about money, <laughs> <laughs> as it should. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, it's been a pleasure talking with you, Keith. I really missed being here and, and loved hearing your show last week, but, but glad to be back. We're so glad you're back, Krista. <laughs> so sweet. Well, hopefully next week we have some callers call in and maybe we'll get to listen to your, your music. I, I'm still waiting to hear it. 
Oh, yeah. Well, we do have a few songs lined up, so let's try to make that a, a priority next week. And, Definitely. Um, yeah, maybe a few more few more excerpts from the book. I should announce, too, that the book is now available, advanced copies to order on my website, and we'll be shipping them out a little bit later this week. So definitely pick up your copy of the, the new book well ahead of everybody else that's got to wait till November for it to be in the stores. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm really excited for you all to read this book. It's, it's really been a, a powerful process to, to write and share this with you. So yes. I'm going to go and order mine tonight. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> I'll ship it out this week to you, Krista. I Excellent. Well, thanks for, thanks for listening, everybody. I, I, this is one of my favorite hours of the week to connect with you all and um, really appreciate all your support and love and uh, really looking forward to seeing you ne- or talking to you next week. Yeah, me too. Look forward to it, Keith. Thank you. <laughs>